0: It's time for another episode of Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes. Here's your host, Terrence McCauley. Hello, everybody. My name is Terrence McCauley, and this is another edition of Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes, right here on the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. My guest today is Jim Nesbitt. He is the award-winning author of the hard-boiled Texas crime thrillers, featuring that dogged private investigator Ed Earl Birch. His latest thriller, The Certain Doubt, is available wherever books are sold from Spotted Yule Press. Jim, thanks for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me, Terrence. It's a it's a pleasure, as we were talking earlier off-camera, the uh, you know, it's great to like put a name with a face we've been exchanging uh, notes and uh, emails and messages for several years i feel like we're like-minded cats so we are and uh, appreciate you giving me a chance to plug the latest ed earl birch hard texas crime thriller the dead certain doubt uh sure it's, uh, it's getting some good reviews and uh i think it's the best uh, one i've put out so far
0: Great. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the thrillers that have come before this and then talk to us a little bit more about the certain down? The, um,
1: the, the, um, well, when I started writing this thing, I, you know, I, I, I come from long fiction journalism. I mean, well, mm-hmm. I came into journalism when that was the rage. And, you know, you had to use the literary devices that are common to, you know, to fiction. And uh I was a pretty fair hand at that. And I always wanted to try my hand at, at fiction. And, and when I started to get serious about that, I knew it was going to be hard-boiled fiction. And uh because I'm I'm a fiend for you know the the founding fathers, Hammett and Chandler and the right. late great underappreciated James Crumley. And um, you know, I wanted to try my hand at you know not that I'm anywhere near that caliber, but wanted to try my hand at hard world fiction because <clears throat> I really think that that's you know a, an American art form. Um, I think you know the best of the breed do more than just give you a who done it with a lot of sex and violence they they right. they, they comment on. <clears throat> politic culture, the endless dance between men and women, whatever, you know, whatever they're, you know, focused on. And uh, they also create a keen sense of place and setting to where that almost becomes a character under itself. So that's a long-winded intro into, you know, I I just started writing, uh, you know, my first book, uh, The Last Second Chance. and Mm -hmm. uh, I had some ideas but um, I like to tell people this is an accidental series because when I set forth to do the first one I had no idea whether I'd create a durable character or not Um, you know because I I mean this is making this up out of whole cloth and Mm -hmm. then when I finished that one I figured out well yeah he's pretty he's 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 a pretty good uh, platform let's keep it going and spun out the second and and I never write these things as a as a series you know i I, I, I describe these books as kind of an accidental series. I always try right. to write standalone so you can pick up any book in the series and and you know you won't be lost at sea uh, you won't right. know, you know leave enough background in there to explain it so um and you know every time out you just get a better feel for what's going on and how to tell the story and and I mean my approach is pretty simple. Let's uh let's throw Ed Earl into the Briar Patch and see whether he survives. And uh right. you know what 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 does he gotta what 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 what, what emotional and physical scars is he going to pick up in the process. So um you know I, I think that's that that's the uh uh The formula if I have one pretty simple Mm -hmm. and then you know these are tales of revenge and redemption that uh, that's why I set them out in west Texas I mean it's 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 I like the landscape out there but uh, it's hellish and desert perfect setting for you know those type of tales
0: exactly and then where why don't you tell us a little bit about the certain doubt Where is it set? Is it also set in West Texas? And what's the premise of that story?
1: Yeah, and the title is The Dead Certain Doubt. And it's, um, um, yeah, it it too is set in West Texas. The last two books kind of created a fictional Texas, West Texas County, Cuervo County. And um, with a fictional county seat, Favor, Texas, which is named for... Milton Favor, who was one of the original cattle barons out in that area in the 1850s and 1860s, little-known guy, fascinating character. You know, probably started out uh, as a smuggler and then uh, got enough money to you know start rounding up uh, stray cattle and and putting some land together. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, for this book you know ed earl's kind of getting up in age he's in his 50s and i was interested in how do you age a character without making him a poster child for geritol right and and so i gave him some of my maladies but not all of them uh and uh you know he's still pretty tough pretty physical uh can can throw a punch and take a punch you know and and Kiggy in a heartbeat with a 45 but uh he's slowing down and he's also you know kind of burdened by guilt and wanting to make amends with someone who he turned his back on when she needed the most uh, older woman who is now dying and uh, wants him to save um, her wayward granddaughter and uh This was, you know, it's almost like the same request that he spurned a couple of decades before she wanted him to save her granddaughter then. And and he, you know, after bailing her out a few times, he kind of walked away and now he's going to try and save her again. And that 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 puts him out in West Texas again, because that's where the action is. So, okay. you know, he runs into gun runners, bent law dogs, uh, cartel killers, uh, you know, the whole panoply of uh, criminal element out there in West Texas. So it it's uh, it's good fun to see him uh, bounce around like a pinball out there again.
0: It's definitely not a uh, cozy or a, uh, a slow paced book.
1: No, I tell people that uh, this ain't no Sunday school book, and if you don't like your sex and violence served up in a graphic manner um uh, you know don't buy the book uh but if okay. you do by all means buy the book um uh, because it's it's a it's a thrill ride and you know that's why i call them crime thrillers rather than you know it's not really a whodunit uh um, right it, it's more it's more of a you know kind of a rocket ride so mm-hmm. And, and if
0: you're in the market for that kind of a book, there's nothing wrong with it. Just like there's nothing wrong with you're in the market for a romance or a cozy or a horror book. There's nothing wrong with that either. There's some. That's why everybody writes something different, right?
1: Yeah, and it's truth and just just as long as you do truth in advertising, uh, then you know there's no no harm, no foul. So uh, I like those style of books. I, I, nothing annoys me more than than an author who engages in euphemisms and you know kind of sugarcoats or tries to veil you know what he what he or she means. Just be direct. Mm-hmm. The reader the reader, you know, will follow you. And if the reader doesn't like that, they'll put the book down. So leave, leave it right. up to the reader. And I've got great faith in readers. You know, I, I'm I'm surprised at how how many women like these books. Um, it's and it's because I, you know, I, I didn't deliberately set out to do this, but uh, you know, I I write strong women characters, and right? Usually they're smarter than the men, and usually outfox them. So um, I, I think women like that, uh, right? You know? So it's like I'm aware of that, but I, I I still try to kind of park that out of my mind as I'm writing these characters as I as I see them, but.
0: It's been a pleasant surprise. Right, well, if you stay true to your your original voice, you'll find an audience eventually. It just might not be the audience that you expect. I know you've been, you were a journalist for a long time. Uh, How did your skills as a journalist help you approach this world that you've created?
1: Well, I, as I said earlier, you know, I, I came into journalism in the late 70s, early 80s, when long format journalism was the rage. And I was mm-hmm. pretty good at that. I, you know, I come from a long line of hillbilly storytellers, and it's just writings in my blood. and And so I was already applying kind of fiction devices to journalism. And mm-hmm. so it was not that big a leap to Write novels. Uh, I kind of bypassed writing, uh, um, you know, short stories. I mean, I've done a few of them over the years, but uh, you know, I I write long anyway. So writing a novel was like, well, finally, um, that's a word count that I'm sure I won't exceed. Uh, so, um, and it just you're just telling a story, um, right? So, and I I I'm a pretty good storyteller, so um it's you know it's fun to kind of well it's fun in the in the sense that you know you when you get done a novel it's like hitting your head uh, uh, you're hitting yourself over the head with a hammer and you kind of miss the hammer but right. you know it's if you're a writer and you know this you know y- you you have to write so right. why not write something that really pleases you and uh, Tells tells the story you're trying to to tell the best way you possibly can.
0: Right, the suffering can be um, on the page. It doesn't have to be about putting the stuff on the page.
1: <laughs> well, usually it's a little bit of both, don't you find know. it? You know, uh, I mean, it's there are some days where the muse is going and it's like, how the where the hell did that come from? And then the other days it's like. You're going after a big granite wall with a little old rock hammer, you know, and, right. and you know, so uh, it's a cruel mistress, but you know, we must obey her.
0: Right, <laughs> so. exactly right. Now, when you were a journalist, were there specific areas that you covered, or did you yeah, cover I, I around the
1: country quite a bit? Uh, and one of the places I have knocked around was the Texas Mexican border. Uh, back in that time, it was far less a uh, dangerous place. Uh, the cartels had not quite taken over to the degree that they have now. So you know you could you could you know knock around the border in relative safety. And the big stories back then were, you know, uh, colonias, you know, where people were squatting on land and getting screwed over, maquilladoras that were poisoning the water, uh, babies getting born deformed, immigration or illegal immigration. And uh, those are the stories I worked. And I worked with a fellow named uh, Joel Salsito, who's a photographer now based in San Antonio, just a wonderful photographer who's kind of since leaving journalism as. Become a RT photographer. And um he and I would knock around and, and my Spanish is pretty poor. Um, uh, and uh, he would also interpret for me. You know, I, I had enough Spanish where mm-hmm. I could figure out the area code of where the conversation was at, but not the specifics. And we made a great team, and it's where I kind of fell in love with West Texas, that you know, that kind of stark, harsh border country, and um it's just you know i've I've kept what I saw and uh, felt uh, by being knocking around out there in my heart, and it's you know infused in every novel I've written. So right.
0: yeah, it, it entered your heart and then it later entered your art, right?
1: exactly, exactly. from heart to art, you know, so uh, and back again.. Um, I have to get out there because it's been some years since i've been out to west texas and uh, every time i think i'm going to go out there uh, uh, something interferes so now that i'm retired it's like okay we're going to go out there and you know knock around for a week or so and just see the sights and basically see the land because uh, it's it's stunning i mean to, right because
0: to me. I- I was gonna ask you that, what is it about the geographic landscape that attracted you so?
1: Well, you know, the 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 mountain ranges there kind of collide. Uh, you've got the vestiges of the Ozarks, you've got the, the vestiges of the Rockies, and then you've got the Sierra del Carmens coming up from Mexico. So it's really kind of a, you know, mashed up, uh, a mashup of uh, geological features. And it looks to me, it, it looks like, you know, the bones of the earth are exposed and you uh, mm-hmm. can see them. So, um, you know, that that struck me as, uh, as just, you know, just something marvelous. Uh, you know, you just sit there and kind of awestruck by the, by the landscape. And it's harsh. And, you know, I've always been a fan of uh, studying people and how they're formed by the land they live on while you know they're trying to wrest the living from it and right. that always leaves a mark and uh, some telltales and you know we're always trying to to you know um you know develop depth into your characters and one of the ways is you know the to me is effective description of the the land they live in to where that becomes almost a character into unto itself and it's you know the interplay between land and people you know helps character definition
0: uh, exactly just like it did in a lot of the old masters you were just talking about earlier like Hanna exactly and
1: chandler yeah i mean can you picture chandler without la you know right that's, you know or james lee burke without the you know the the, the cajun country you know that that's um you know, it, it it and both of those guys use setting very effectively. I and mean, then Burke is, you know, he's got Texas novels as well, and I I really like some of his descriptions of uh, not necessarily the same country, but you know, along that Texas-Mexican border. So um, right, uh, you know, just I, I think too few authors do that or do that effectively, and. You're missing an opportunity, you know, to you know, to uh, show who, you know, show who your characters are and and develop them more fully, without flat description, without a, like a, a narrative description. Um, exactly. It, yeah. It, it's right up there with dialogue and action to you know show show character.
0: Yeah, because you can do an awful lot with uh, that kind of description without being too obvious about it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And and fold it in. And if you do it well, the reader is going to pick up on that. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't. They won't go. Oh well, you've defined the character for me. But it's like they they reach a a greater understanding, which is what you're trying to accomplish.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, what are uh, the next? uh, Are you planning on doing another book in the Earl Birch series?
1: Well, old Ed Earl, he's got some mileage on him. And, uh, you know, I've I've set you up with a kind of cliffhanger teaser in this book. Uh, Right. Is he is he going to move out to West Texas or is he going to, you know, is he not going to? So um, I'm toying around with the idea of just put him out West Texas and make him a DA's investigator or a sheriff's department investigator and just drop the fiction of him being a Dallas PI and um you know writing that book i'm also thinking about writing you know maybe just totally departing uh from you know setting the series aside cuz i'll come back to it eventually and sure. trying my hand at a western kind of like what you've done uh and uh, i think we'll have further conversations about you know the ins and outs of that because i think it's you know, I, I mean, I'm writing modern Westerns anyway. Uh, right. You, you know, it's uh, uh, Baron Bircher, who I mentioned in his review of the book, just said, this is a modern contemporary Western noir. Yep. Quite a mouthful, but yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, it stands up with, you know, CJ Box and, you know, those other guys that are, you know, writing, uh, you know, modern modern Westerns. So. I'd try my hand at writing an old you know traditional
0: western I,
1: you know I, but why not um,
0: exactly I, right yeah I'd say so you've got the muse for it and you definitely know how to write a book so it's definitely something that you should think about
1: yeah and then it's research which which I love to do you know um, I had a an old buddy of mine who uh, now I gotta see if I can remember his name he's one of two brothers and he was um A professor at Sewell Ross University. uh, And, you know, he just knows that 1840s, 1850s, Texas uh, scene, you know, with, uh, you know, to a fairly well, you know, he told me once about a Comanche chief named Chief Smelly Saddle. I don't know (laughs) why. I can only imagine why why he was called that. But You know, and he's the guy to kind of turn me on to Milton Favor and some of these other early, early ranchers, uh, you know, in the Chisos Mountain uh, area, which is now part of, uh, you know, the Big Bend National Park. So, mm-hmm. uh, and further research, get in depth, uh, 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 you know, all right. And, and, and uh, like the things you got to learn is, as you well know, so you don't screw it up uh, what are the guns these guys used? You don't want right. a mechanism uh, in there. What you know? What 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 type of saddle did they? Most of them, you know, ride what what type horses? Uh, you know, just enough education of, uh, about. You know, you're not doing a, a history but you need to know it so you don't screw it up you know yeah
0: because the readers know it and they're definitely going to point it out to gonna, you if, you, if you
1: screw it up if you screw it up someone's gonna call you out on it and it'll be some small thing that oh hell i should have picked that up you know so but but you know you want you want to know it inside enough to where it comes up naturally and it gives your you know writing i've always found you know facts are your friends, and the more facts you've got and that the, the, that you've internalized, you know the stronger the foundation of your writing. and it really makes your writing fly. It's kind of counterintuitive, but but that's that's what I learned early in journalism. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to write around a fact that I didn't know, learn the fact, and then you're writing, you know you don't have to write around it and do curly cues and you know dance stuff, right. They were right through, you know, up the gut with powerful writing, so.
0: Right, no, exactly right. Now that all, that all makes sense and that all makes our writing all that much better. Now, if people want to continue to follow you, what are some of the ways they can follow you online, social media, stuff like that? Because you're pretty va- uh, active on Facebook.
1: Yeah, if you're on Facebook already, chances are you're going to get, you know, exposed to uh, my, my my ramblings and my shameless self-promotion, <laughs> uh, as you found out. But uh, there, I've got a website, you know, it's uh, pretty simple, uh, you know, you know Sometimes you might need to put a www in front of that, but um uh, <laughs> And uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, let me see if I can remember the address. Well, let me give you the Amazon book page. That's, that's probably the, the easiest way, you know, www.amazon.com author, you know, slash Jim Nesbitt. And, okay. You know, that that gives you, well, let me give you that address again, www.amazon.com slash author slash Jim Nesbitt. And that, that's a pretty easy way to find me so fantastic um, you know and like i say if you're on facebook you're you're likely going to see something in your feed
0: from me so you know
1: i'm 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 there continually
0: and he's always got something to say that's very important that uh, you'll always find interesting whether it's about his books or about a commentary on modern day so jim thank you so much for taking the time to be here
1: Oh, I, I, I've enjoyed it immensely, and uh, you know it's good for you know to finally connect with you. Uh, I, 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 you know, like I see your face finally. So yeah, finally, uh, yeah. It's not just yeah. an avatar. So let's uh, let's let's uh, keep this conversation going in, a, in
0: in a less virtual way. Exactly right. Thank you, my friend, and thank you for joining us for yet another edition of Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes right here on Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. And don't forget to visit Best Thriller Books for the best thrillers and best giveaways in the business. That's bestthrillerbooks.com. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks again. You have been listening to Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes with host Terrence McCauley on Authors on
0: the Air Global Radio Network.